Welcome to Funny Because It's True, true stories told by funny people. I'm your host, Kevin McGeehan. The show is recorded live every other Tuesday at the Second City Hollywood in Los Angeles, California. Storytellers are either predetermined or chosen randomly on the night of the show, and this podcast is the mixed bag of some of my favorites. The theme of this episode is prom, the magical night in every high school student's life that is bound to leave a scar or two. Matt Bronger reflects on how he might have chosen the wrong date, Carl Tart cops to the fact that he might not have been the greatest date, and I learned that my date had a secret, and when I found out the answer, it explained her peculiar behavior. So let's not dawdle. First up, Matt Bronger. I went to the prom with a girl with the love of my high school, basically, of my life, I should say, at that time in high school. Um, that didn't mean to say, like, uh, she was in love with the whole high school. And, uh, no, that's, well, kind of, uh, yeah, to be honest, because she was, um, I went to prom with her while she was dating someone else after she and I had broken up, which is fucking pathetic on my part, really. Cause it, I mean, it's, it, the story starts in, uh, in, in, uh, the junior year of high school where she and I were both in a lot of plays and musicals and stuff. And, um, you know, like a lot of people doing plays and musicals, she got around. And, uh, you know, it was one of those things where I'd just be talking to a dude and he'd be like, yeah, she and I have done it. Like, who are you? How? What? And I got to, I, I made assumptions about her, you know, like you do when you're, when you're in high school, meaning stupid. And I, I called her at one point, well, after we become friends, I, I called her and I still regret doing this. But I called her and was talking to her and said to her, yeah, you know, there was a time when I thought you were like, you know, you just... Sleep with a lot of dudes and all this stuff, but now that I got to know you, you know you're you're really cool. Just want to let you know. <laughs> Fucking, I thought that was fine. I thought that was a this will make her feel great. My instincts are the worst. So many times, she told me months later, she's like, I cried for hours after I talked to you. Yeah, brutal. Why did I think that was okay? Why did I think that's something someone would like? To, hey, we all thought you're a big fucking slut, but. Thumbs up by me. I'll see you in biology tomorrow. All right. Just a real sack of crap. The next year, uh, she and I uh, started seeing each other, randomly enough. And I fell head over heels in love with her. I mean, I would, like she was pretty much my first love. And we did everything together, and we hung out, and everything was great. And I remember uh, her writing, I love you, on my, uh, like my peachy. And then me writing, I love you, like you, and then the number two. And I went, the band, not you. And we both thought that was the funniest thing in the world. And we're both just crying, just dumb, dumb jokes. And she uh, then, uh, at one point, um, we went to see a movie, and I could tell something was wrong. And we went, um, I, I drove her home, and she just flat out said, like, I think we, we need to break up. I don't think I love you anymore. And it, 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 was like, it was like a knife in the chest and a kick in the balls at the same time. Like, I'd never known such emotional pain in my life. And I was crying so hard, and so was she, but I was crying so hard that I kept trying to hug her that she had to literally take me and turn me and push me off the porch. Like, I just, uh, oh, God. Uh, push me away. Like, just Go. And I got in the car, and I drove home um, doing uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman from Boogie Nights crying. <laughs> Such a fucking idiot. 
Such a fucking idiot. <laughs> Months go by, and I'm 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 better, and and she's dating a, a much much better looking guy than me, and. He's one of those guys that's like really good looking and really suave, but also really nice. And that kind of fucks you up. Where you're like, God, I want to hate you. Shut up. Quit being so nice. She and I got voted funniest in, in school. In the, she, uh, she, she's like, you know what? We should go to prom. You're funniest. I'm funniest. Hey. And I was such a sap. I was like, okay, let's go together. And so I went to prom with somebody else's girlfriend. And... I, I was I I could have had my pick of of a good number of people. I was voted funniest, right? Come on, no. I mean that means nothing. That means nothing. And um, but uh, she and I went to prom, and prom was awesome. Prom was the Arlene Schnitzer uh, concert hall, which is a great big. Uh, do you know it from Portland? Okay, it is a funny name. It is. It is a funny name. I'm thinking it's something else. We were at the Doodoo Head Forum. Oh, you know? Oh, you're just laughing. You're just laughing at the name. I thought you knew Professor Doodoo Head that founded it. Um, <laughs> such a moron. Of course you know the Arlene Schnitzer concert hall. And, and the prom itself was awesome. And then we, for some reason, we thought this would be a great call. A after prom, you know, drunk on God knows what, let's drive to the coast. And, and get some cabins, right? And we, yeah. So, I mean, wh whoever was driving was not drunk, thank God. But we got there, and uh, Devlin was the gal's name. She just decides to just do shots of scotch like someone pretending to be a drunk sailor in a movie. And her and our friend uh, Fon uh, Fatina, Fontina, how's she her name? Fatinia, Fatinia. Uh, they got so drunk, they just decided to roll on the ground, and it was like they were doing a bit. It was like, there's no way you're that drunk or anything's that funny right now. Stop drunk. And so everyone just goes to bed, and uh, she and I end up in bed together. And I still have feelings for her, and she knows that. And it literally is like an hour and a half of her kissing me and then going, I can't. I can't do this. I can't. Kiss, kiss, kiss. No, this is wrong. And I'm like, you are murdering my heart right now. It's not even about my boner at all. Maybe a little, but still. And then she just passed out, and I just sat there laying in bed staring at the ceiling, just regretting that I said yes to my ex-girlfriend. Next up, a cast member of the sketch comedy show Second City This Week, Carl Tart. My problem. Summer 2006 was the beginning of my senior year of high school. And yeah, damn. <laughs> and uh, at that time, that was a, a big time in my life because we had just completed a very good junior season of sports, me and my best friends. And that's when we, junior year was like when we finally started to get a little bit of popularity and stuff. And we were moving up in ranks. Like my best friend was one of the captains on the team. And like, it was football, basketball, baseball, and track that we all did. And uh, we were really excited for senior year. And we were just, like, making plans at the beginning of the year of how we were going to do. But the most, one of the most exciting points of the year we were looking forward to was prom night. So we were all like, oh, we're not going to get dates until, like, r right before prom. <laughs> because I know why I said that because I was scared that, I was going to pick a date in September or October, and then some new girl was going to come walking through the hallway, 
and I was gonna be, oh, damn, ah, and so I was, I was really scared that uh, no new girls came the whole year either. That was what the, the most disappointing part of it. As the year progressed, uh, we all finished, and, and May snuck up on us really fast. So at this time, we were talking about, wait, we forgot. Prom's coming up. What's your date situation looking like? And my friend Leonard goes, oh, I'm taking a girl from down the street. We went to middle school together and all that type of stuff. And I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. My friend Charles was like, oh, I'm taking my girlfriend. My friend Michael's like, oh, I'm going with my girlfriend. I didn't have a girlfriend. I didn't have a girl from down the street. So... <laughs> I start running around to all the girls who I think might say yeah, and I'm like, oh, yeah, here we go. Hey, would you like to go to prom? Um, no. I got my date in October. Um, oh, okay, all right. Would you like to go to prom? You, no, uh, no. My Ben had my date, and so everybody had a date. So I'm looking around, and like Matt Bronger, which I hope this is like, maybe this is a good sign, because I was also voted class clown in my senior year class and the girl who didn't have a date was the girl who was voted class I always vote a boy and a girl and so I said hey if we don't find dates by the end of the week let's go together it'll it'll be funny because just like he said we thought that would be funny like we was gonna take pictures like this <laughs> and like my mom was like uh no don't but uh so this whole week we were still like I was still looking for dates and she had started telling people that we were going together and, like, she was telling everybody. And so I was asking girls. She was like, well, I don't have a date yet, but she already said that she was going with you. I was like, well, no, we made a, a pact that, like, because she was my really good friend. So I was like, no, we made a pact that we, if we didn't find dates by the end of the week, that we was going to go together. She was like, oh, well, I mean, that's my friend. She seems kind of excited about it. So I was like, well, what? what? I, didn't, I didn't approve of this. I didn't know. Like, we made this pact. So anyway. I got rejected that whole week, and I ended up going to the prom with her. Wait, no, on the way to prom. It was a really fun day. My, uh, my aunt rented me a car, and so I went to go pick her up, and then her best friend and her date was going, and we were all in the car, and I'm making them laugh, and I'm poking fun at her a little bit. But then uh, I said something like, she said something to me, and I was like, oh, see, man, that's why I should have took so-and-so. Yeah, that was the same reaction that was in the car. And everybody in the car was just like, oh, that's, that's not a nice thing to say. And I was like, what? And I started feeling bad, and my stomach dropped. And I was like, oh, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Why do you think I asked you? Why do you think? Because you know I wanted to. And, I, and she was just like, no. She was done with me the whole time. So anyway, I got over it. I was like, whatever. You're not going to sour my night with your lemonness. And... um. She so we got in the car and we, we we went on to prom and we got there. Me and her went in the picture booth, took the pictures, and I went and danced with every girl who rejected me the week before, and all that type of stuff. And they all had fun, and I had a couple girls say, "Oh, see, I should have took you to prom because my date is this." I was like, "Yeah, you should have," but you rejected me because you got him in September. So <laughs> she sat at the table the whole night with a group of girls who were too bougie to dance, and um. They sat there eating at the buffet, and I'm just, like, dancing all around. Then the last night, this last song of the night comes, and everybody partners up because it's the slow song. And it wasn't, like, a slow song from my, my senior year. It was, like, from the 80s. And um, some, some Luther Vandross. Yeah, so the night was over. I, I made her get I was like, you're not going to leave me out here by myself on the slow song because everybody was partnered up. And 
Uh, she got up and she danced with me. And then after that, we, we forgot about the night. We hung out the rest of the night with everybody and we forgot about it. I got to college and we became really good telephoning buddies because I was all the way in Ohio playing basketball and uh, I missed home. And she was like, you know, you really treated me bad prom night. <laughs> and I was really upset because I actually liked you. And when you asked me to prom, that was like one of the happiest moments of my life. And you you really did me wrong that night. And I was like, damn, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. You you want to go to the club or something? When I get back, I don't I don't know. I don't know what I can do. So, yeah, uh, don't take your friend who might possibly like you to the prom because it wasn't a very good idea. And she was pretty upset. And I feel like a dickhead to this day. Next up, the host of this show, and you're listening to him right now, Kevin McGeehan. There is a term that I recently learned called cognitive reappraisal, which means very simply making the best out of a bad situation, looking back and remembering something in a fond light as opposed to letting the bad emotions of the time dictate the memory. With that, here's my awesome prom story. To set the scene, I was 18 years old, and uh, another person that I emulated that entire time period was Johnny Depp's character, Officer Tom Hansen on 21 Jump Street. How, you ask? Because Johnny Depp had the best hair I have ever seen in my life. So much so that I allowed myself to copy his hairstyles every step of the way. So at this point in my life, right before I'm going to prom, this guy right here... About an hour. Because it has to dry to the appropriate dryness, I had to apply one coat of gel, wait, and then put on another one. Like I said, all told, that's about an hour. And one of my favorite things in this, if you look closely, look at the friendship bracelets. That dates that picture. So I was going to go to prom with um, this girl that I've been kind of seeing, kind of not. And for the purposes of tonight, I'm going to give her a nickname, a nickname that was bestowed upon her by a future girlfriend who, in future girlfriend jealousy, chose one trait of hers that she was going to accentuate in the nickname. So, I went to prom with Bucky. (laughs) So, um, and Bucky, let me start off first, is she was fantastic. Just a beautiful uh, young woman. Uh, she could sing. She was. Uh, she had a beautiful talent for. She. She was a really cool, cool girl. But, along with that, she was also boy crazy. So much so that I was not the only one that she was dating. And she played it beautifully. Our relationship was never defined. But she went through this litany of men. There was the tan, hot surfer boy. There was the mysterious, way too skinny rock and roll star of the school's only rock band. There was the really hunky varsity basketball player. And, unconfirmed rumor had it, the 20-something driving instructor. But, so there were a lot of boys in her life. So, um, I'm going to cut to the end. So, at the end of my prom night, the way it worked, so Bucky and I were going to go back to Bucky's house and three other couples were going to join us back at her house. And we were just going to have a nice supervised uh, evening and just hang out after prom like nerds do. About 15 minutes into us arriving at her house, Bucky decides that 
she's going to walk into her room, change into her pajamas, walk back out into the living room, say goodnight to everyone who was still dressed in their prom regalia, and go off by herself into another room, wrap herself in a blanket on a couch, and just said goodnight. Me being concerned and strange because we'd had a good time up until this point. I walked in the room and I asked her, what happened? Are you all right? And she said, no, 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 I'm fine. I'm just tired. Three days later, I would find out what happened. So on the day of prom, uh, I got dressed up, got my Johnny, hair, Johnny Depp hair all set up, and I was given this car by a guy I worked with, and for some reason, this 46-year-old man trusted an 18-year-old with his 1973 Corvette. No kidding. So I go to the, I drive to her house in that Corvette. I'm really excited. We get to her house, and um, I am made aware that her parents are not there to take pictures. I ask her, oh, that, uh, that's weird, right? Why, why aren't your parents here? And she said, oh, I think they went to a movie or something. I don't know. So her brother, who we had to wake up from a nap, took our picture. So that, no kidding. So um, we have a great time. Her brother takes his picture. And uh, I made a bookmark in my head of why aren't her parents here? Why don't they care about her prom? Huh. That question was also answered three days later. So we drive to prom, and we're having a great time. We listen to De La Soul's Three is the Magic Number. We sing it over and over again. We're just laughing. Uh, and it starts to rain halfway through our drive, and we find out the reason that this guy trusted me with his car was that it was a piece of shit. <laughs> and my theory is that he hoped I crashed it so he could get another one. So we're having a great time. Uh, we get to the prom. Prom is kind of a blur, and I'm not quite uh, – I remember having a very good time, but the actual details of the prom itself, they escape me at this point. But we cut ahead, and we excitedly go back to her house. Fifteen minutes into her home, she gets tired, gets in pajamas, and goes away. Huh. Whatever. That night I leave her house, and I go party with some other nerds over at a hotel. Three days later – her best friend comes up to me and tells me the secret that I've been wondering. It was this. It seems that Bucky was upset because the hunky basketball player, who was also one of the people there in the couples at her house that night, she had orally pleasured him a few days before prom, and she was really bummed out because he was having such a great time with his date. And the reason her parents weren't there to take our picture was that they hoped that she would get together with the hunky basketball player because they were childhood friends, but because she wasn't going to prom with him, they didn't care. Now you're thinking to yourself, Kev, what did you do after you found this out? I'll tell you what I did. I stayed with her for four more months. In September of 1989, I drove down to the University of Miami to go visit her, which is about a six and a half hour drive from where I lived. And I got there and I could not stay in her dorm because it was an all female dorm. So I had to stay with a male friend of hers in his dorm. The male friend who that entire night kept telling me how much that he and Bucky would make out and how it was probably a good idea if I left. I took his advice, and I left the next morning, and I raced back home. 
And I got home, and this was September 24th, 1989, and the reason I know this date was because it was the second episode of the fourth season of 21 Jump Street and the premiere of the spinoff Booker starring Richard Grieco. And I got home, and Johnny Depp had a brand new hairstyle that I immediately got cut into my head, and it became the hairstyle that I had for another eight months, and it was one of my absolute favorites ever. So now I consider this memory cognitively reappraised. That's it. That's our show. Thanks to our storytellers, Matt Bronger and Carl Tart. Special thanks to Josh Callahan, Mark Warzeka, The Second City Hollywood, and the Comedy Podcast Network for producing the show. If you would ever like to see the live show, Funny Because It's True is every other Tuesday at 10 at The Second City Hollywood, located on beautiful and mildly scary Hollywood Boulevard. The next show is February 14th, and the theme will be Heartbreak. Go to Facebook.com and like Funny Because It's True's fan page. It's funny, C-U-Z, it's true. So come out to the show, sign up, and maybe you'll get chosen to tell a true story on stage. And from there, maybe you'll get chosen to be on the podcast. My name is Kevin McGann. Thanks for listening. For more funny stuff for your eyes and ears, go to ComedyPodcastNetwork.com.